Sponsorship of the KQED live audio stream comes from Xfinity Mobile, featuring customized wireless plans. Customers can choose unlimited, buy the gig, shared data, or a mix of both and switch it up anytime. Learn more at XfinityMobile.com. From KQED in San Francisco, this is the Writer's Block. Hi, my name is Erin Kyle, and I'm reading from my short story collection, Boys and Girls Like You and Me. The story is called Femme. You have known us since childhood. We are Simone or Kat, Rhonda or Nicole. We have cool voices and long eyelashes. We wear too much makeup or not enough. We are your classmate, your coworker, your next-door neighbor. We can tell that you are not like us, and we find this attractive. We want to spend time with you. We want to be your friend. When we invite you to coffee, we talk about books and movies, about places we used to live and men we used to date. It's innocent, girl talk. We admire your manners, your clothes, the way you're wearing your hair today. You don't have to feel guarded around us. You can tell us your secrets. Of course we will keep them. You can trust us. You want to trust us. We are good listeners. We nod knowingly while you speak and make little noises in the backs of our throats, sympathetic encouragement. We want to know more about your family. We watch while you talk, catching the weaknesses in your expression, the moments your eyes dart sideways or your lips quiver. We notice each time your fingers catch on the tablecloth as you talk about your mother, how she's lonely, how she calls you on the phone three times a day and cries from missing you so much. Of course you feel guilty. Who wouldn't? But you can't, we tell you, can't allow other people to have so much control over you. Your life belongs to you, we say. You have to be your own person. You tell us about your father, how he calls drunk and bellows at you, how he cuts you off then begs you to forgive him. We say the words you don't allow yourself to say, jackass, bastard, lunatic. You work too hard. You need to take time for yourself, call in sick, go on vacation, spoil yourself. If you don't look after your best interests, who will? Don't be afraid to splurge, to let someone else do the work for a change. You've earned a break. Get a manicure, we tell you. Get a facial. Buy the shoes that don't go with anything and the dress you know you'll never wear. We don't have many friends, but we trust you. We let you get close to us. Your other friends are suspicious, but you are sorry that they don't know us the way you do. They don't see our fragile side, don't know what you know. You can sense our pain, sense that we've been betrayed or wounded, abandoned or misused. We have allowed you access we don't allow everyone. You see us as we really are. You are special. You tell us about your other friends. You feel guilty speaking about them, but you are annoyed, frustrated. You don't always trust their motives. You feel pressured by their demands on you. You're worn out by the effort it takes to be with them, to feign interest in their stream of never-ending problems. You're tired of pretending to like their husbands, the alcoholic, the liar, the loser, the asshole. Every time you answer the phone, someone is crying, someone is raging, someone is begging you to solve their problems. I'm just not happy, they say. I feel ugly. When do things get easy? He said he loved me. Your other friends, they are uneasy around us, quiet and nervous. But we know them only as acquaintances. You can talk about them all you like. It isn't betrayal. 
Everyone has to vent sometimes, we tell you, and we are safe. When you confront your mother, we send you flowers. When you hang up on your father, we bring you cheesecake at work. We make you laugh. No one has ever understood you the way that we do. We stay quiet when you tell us about your relationship with your husband, about the strangeness between you, the distance. You love him, but when you look at him now, you can't remember what it felt like to fall in love with him. You can't remember who you were when you married him. You live like comfortable strangers, like characters in a play. You don't know if he feels the same way you do. You are afraid. Last week, you came home from work and found him sitting naked in an empty bathtub, crying into his knees. You worry that you are not as afraid as you ought to be. You begin sifting through his wallet when he is out of the room, looking for phone numbers you don't recognize. When you do the laundry now, you sniff at the collars of his shirts, searching for hints of another woman's perfume. We stroke your hair when you tell us this. It's all right, we say. Your feelings are just your feelings. You don't have to validate them. Cry if you need to cry. You're going through a hard time, that's all. We want to help. We want to be there for you. In grade school, we were the friends who told you to steal that lipstick from the drugstore. It's just lipstick, we told you. They would never miss it. We kept watch for you, and then we kept quiet when you called us, crying, wondering how in the world your mother had found out. In high school, we giggled with you when you confessed your secret crush to us, your Rick or Sam or Alex. Then we shrugged helplessly when he asked us to the winter formal. You have met us a hundred times before, but still you don't recognize us. Still you don't see us coming until we have gone. After you figure out how we are, you say that nothing we do will surprise you. You make excuses for us, difficult childhood, low self-esteem, loneliness. You say that we are a blessing in disguise, a litmus test. You believe that we are unhappy. You feel sorry for us. But these are the things you have to say. You've told us too much. When you speak of us, you have to be kind. You've made us too powerful. Everything you have, we can take. Everything you want, we can get first. We will watch what you do, and we will do it better. We know how to look weak, how to look hurt, how to look harmless. You can't turn on us. You can't send us away. You have let us into your world. We drink with your friends and play poker with your husband. We are familiar with him. We touch his arm in passing. We laugh at his jokes and tease him about his clothing. When we run into you, we kiss your cheek. We call you love, darling, or pet. We ask about your mother and about your work. But we no longer smile when you walk into a room. We don't always meet your eye when you pass. We are often too preoccupied to notice you at all. We will stop finding time to have coffee. We will forget to return your calls. We will sleep with your husband or not sleep with him. You will never know. Slowly, we will realize that your life doesn't fit us better than any of the others we have tried on. We know your friends now. They are more interesting than you are. They have stranger frailties, quirkier husbands, uglier secrets. You can't warn them against us. You will try once or twice and then give up. But your friends will learn, and eventually we will move out of your sphere altogether, and then you will be free to talk about us, to volley stories about us with your friends. But did I tell you what she did to me? 
you will decide that after everything we were surprisingly ineffectual. We didn't take anything you couldn't get back. Your friends, your family, your problems, your world, they all belong to you again. And maybe you will forget that there were moments when you wanted us to have them. You will forget the moments when you wanted to give everything away. You will stop hating us. You will think of us less and less. Forget what we looked like. Forget the things you told us. And in the end, we will occupy only a fragment of your life, a picture in a yearbook, a certain table at a certain coffee shop, a scratch between your college roommate and your husband's godfather on your Christmas card list. You should feel good about yourself. You weren't conquered, weren't destroyed. Your life belongs to you, just like we always told you it did. To subscribe to the Writer's Block and hear more stories, visit kqed.org slash writersblock. The Writer's Block is produced by KQED. (laughs) 